doesn't strike me as the type of person that would like watch animated movies on his own accord. I don't know. I think Brad Pitt is really into Steven Universe. Don't shift your way. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do. Hello and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah. And uh, this is the world's only March Madness style Brad Pitt themed podcast where we pit every single Brad Pitt movie against one another in a quest to find the ultimate Brad. Um, this is not a spoiler free podcast. We are going to talk about the whole movie because Brad's in the whole movie usually. So that being said, if you haven't seen the films we're talking about today, stop listening and uh, go watch them. If you have seen them or like don't give a shit, go on ahead. So before we begin this episode, we have a brief announcement to make. A special announcement. Special. An amazing announcement. It's going to blow your socks off. You're going to be crazy. It's excited. (laughs) It's going to make you go crazy. (laughs) You're going to go, ah! Um, So we mentioned last time that we heard back from the Oscars. If you have not been following this, there's a film that we are desperately trying to get a hold of called Contact from 1992. Not the one with the aliens. Not the one with the aliens. That one we can find just fine. (laughs) Don't worry. Uh, This is a 1992 short film that was nominated for an Academy short film. Yeah, best live action short film in 1992. Didn't win, but it was nominated. Uh, And you can't find it anywhere on the internet because as we found out from the Oscars, it's never been digitized. This film is only available to watch in person at the Academy in L.A. What? What? Now you may be asking yourself, wow, how are two simple Midwestern and Midwestern transplant girls, how are they going to pull that off? Aren't they already spending all of their money on Brad Pitt DVDs and website hosting and editing programs and rent? How are two two women who are spending all their money on all this good stuff to independently produce a podcast going to pull that off? The answer is with your help. With your help. I would cry, I think, if you would help us. I'll send you my tears in a little while. (laughs) Let's get real for a minute. Should we get real? Let's get real. Let's get real like Brad Pitt's going to get real in Megamind, like you're going to find out in (laughs) just a couple minutes. It's been awesome doing this podcast, and it's been so fun, like, seeing people respond to it. Yeah. It warms my little heart, and, like, thank you guys so much for following our journey thus far. Yeah, thank you for asking about it. I, like, started this journey being a little journey. Like, we're in the starting over house. It is a journey. Um, But no, I definitely started this, like, I don't know, being like, I don't really, like, care about Brad Pitt. And I was, like, kind of miffed that everyone was like, oh, yeah, the Brad Pitt girl. But now I'm, like, wearing that badge with so much pride. Definitely. I truly feel like an expert. It's been six months. Yeah. And I I could answer many, many questions about Brad. I could talk at length. Yeah. And I feel like I have a really solid grasp on, like, what is a good performance? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is the only film holding us back at this point. We've been able to find everything else. Some of them have been kind of tricky to find. Yeah. We had to, you know, get VHS copies of, yeah. of certain films, uh, digging around on Amazon and eBay, looking around in person, yeah. uh, video stores, all that jazz. But this one is truly inaccessible unless we fly to LA. Unless we fly to LA. To the Oscars, which we were invited to do as uh, we are Brad Pitt academics. Yeah, we got, Brad Pitt scholars. We got clearance. So I got called a colleague. Yes. I said, my colleague and I would love to attend. <laughs> <laughs> and then they said, we'll have the champagne and caviar ready for you. And I said, oh, thank you. Thank you, thank this you. This is what I deserve. Give me a little gift bag. 
Anyway, we have the Indiegogo campaign set up. You can find us on Indiegogo. There is a short URL if you would like to use that. We're going to link to this everywhere else, so don't worry. But if you're ready to type, it's igg.me slash at slash March Bradness. March Bradness is one word. Justin, please don't interrupt my, my spiel. Oh, he's a little testy. No, for sure. Like, your support means the world to us. And if you can spare anything, like, at all, I would be so, 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 so thankful. It would be amazing. And we try to be conscious. We put up different tiers on Indiegogo. Yeah. There's, like, a $2 option. Yeah, we'll, you, like, yeah. tweet at you. Yeah. $5, we'll name drop you. Uh, there's, like, T-shirts available, tote bags, uh, custom illustrations. Yeah. All kinds of goodies, like, for your support. It's not just tossing money at us. We're going to work for it. Yeah, I'm uh, not... I'm not going to take your money. No. I'm going to earn it. I guess without further ado, we should let you guys. Yeah, you can listen to it now. Uh, But thank you so much. Thank you so much. I I love and support you. I hope you love and support us. Yes. You're great. Yes. So anyway, here's the episode. Today, we are pitting Megamind versus By the Sea, and we are joined by special guest Anne. She's back and better than ever. You keep saying that. <laughs> that means I have to keep improving. You are always improving. <laughs> or I'll make liars out of the both of you. It's true. Continual improvement is expected on this Every podcast. Every day you live is you've improved upon living. Should I say who I am? Yeah. I'm Anne, and I live here. <laughs> Um, I'm Ann Peterson. I'm Hannah and Sarah's roommate. I do freelance theater in Minneapolis and script reading and dramaturgy. Uh, and I also watch a lot of Brad Pitt movies because I live in the house that Brad built. <laughs> Brad did build this house with, with his, his own hands. Strong, manly soft hands. hands. <laughs> I'm proud of the is man. Is that why it's like crooked? Because <laughs> that's not his primary profession. It's like yeah. a hobby. Yeah, he tried his best, and then halfway through, he like got divorced from oh. Jennifer Aniston, not from oh. Angie. Uh, this is also in the past. Mm-hmm. He's doing a kind of like a what's a movie where you have to like a Groundhog's Day kind of thing. Oh, like uh-huh. he's living the same day over and over, and the only way to free himself from purgatory is to build a perfect house. <laughs> but he keeps failing, yeah. so he's just yeah, building but houses. The houses like stay. Because this house was built a long time ago, so I'm thinking Brad Pitt lives many lifetimes and keeps getting reincarnated until he builds the perfect house. Yeah. And then he can ascend into heaven where he belongs. Okay, so we're living in the timeline that Brad abandoned because (laughs) our house is crooked and our landlord is the worst. Brad abandoned this timeline. I just think Brad hasn't built a house yet this timeline. Like I think he lived a lifetime and built this house and did a okay job. And now in this lifetime, maybe that's his sculpture that he's mm. working on. Is a house in the studio? Yeah, he's gonna build it. He's working on building tiny houses mm-hmm. so you can buy it, build the perfect full size house, mm-hmm. and then finally ascend into heaven. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of beautiful houses that were built, when you think about it. An animated movie is like a house that was built. There's a structure. You uh-huh. got storyboards, which is like the the the, the boards. The blueprints. The yeah. blueprints. Yeah, yeah. That's better than the boards. The boards are the the fine. The pixels. The pixels. <laughs> a lot of pixels go into making an animated movie. You guys might not know this. There's at least five. <laughs> Definitely. Sixty-four bit megamind. <laughs> for, for a three D movie, there's probably like ten to fifteen pixels. For sure. We saw Brad Pitt in. Every single pixel. Each pixel in Megamind is a tiny <laughs> Brad Pitt. 
like those puzzles that's, where if you like look at them and you put them together, it's like a bunch of tiny headshots of Elvis. And then when you look out, it's one really moody, weird looking headshot of Elvis. That is what a lot of people don't know about this movie <laughs> and don't talk about. It's really the most Brad saturated film we've seen so far. Who, I think we're getting less accessible by the second. <laughs> Who would like to describe the plot of Megamind? I do. So Megamind, which is DreamWorks 2015, is an animated feature about an alien named Megamind who's got a big old head and uses it for evil because people bullied him because they're racist and he's blue and he crash lands on Earth or at the same time as a Superman-esque figure known as Metro Man who is, as an adult, voiced by our beautiful golden boy, Brad Pitt. Mm. Now, Metro Man is, this again, a Superman-type figure. He's really strong and powerful and beautiful and uh, styles himself a little bit after Elvis. Mm. Uh, Mind is voiced by Will Ferrell and is mad that Metro Man gets all the attention. Because Mind's ugly as shit. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. ugly and whiny and mean. Uh, so they become sort of like a supervillain, superhero tag team where they are constantly fighting each other. And then during one attack at the very start of the movie, Metro Man dies. And then Mega Man makes a new hero using Metro Man's DNA. His dandruff. His dander. Good old Brad. Positive dandruff representation. Second time we've seen Brad Pitt with canonical dandruff in a movie. So uh, Metro Man dies. Mega Mind makes a new hero to battle. But it turns out that the true villain was white male privilege. Who'd have thunk? And then at the end of the movie, they're like, how are we going to fix this problem? And they go to a hideout. And it turns out that Brad Pitt, a.k.a. Metro Man, has just been hiding out and faked his own death because he was tired of being a hero because it was boring. And he just wants to play guitar. And then some stuff happens and Megamind defeats the evil guy and then becomes a good guy. And Brad Pitt gets to retire. The end. That was a full... You went all the way. That was <laughs> yeah. the full boy. Yeah, that was a whole movie. You the said whole... summarize the movie. Well, I did. I should have said synopsis. <laughs> that's what I Bullet wanted. Bullet points. <laughs> Bullet points. Blue man, Brad, love, hate, fight, male entitlement, resolve, guitar. If you made like a word cloud of mega mind, <laughs> yeah. that would be it. Mega mind would be really big. Evil would be really big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Entitlement very small. For a DreamWorks movie, they did some actually interesting stuff with Jonah Hill's character, the seemingly innocuous cameraman that got turned into a hero, but he uses his power for bad and trying to pursue a girl who's not interested in him. They did some really interesting things with that. It was actually like, oh, the real villain is entitlement. I was really happy to see that they did that. I was kind of worried. I was like, are we supposed to like him or not? So when they pulled that around and made him the bad guy, I was like, yes. There's a lot of things about this movie that's surprised me. The, some of the jokes were legitimately funny. There was mm-hmm. a really funny recurring gag with Will Ferrell's character. And the Brad was good. It was a great Brad. We did see Brad sing and play guitar. We did see him sing. So we got worried when we were watching this because Brad died in the beginning. We saw like 10 minutes of him. We were really excited. He shows up. He's like giving a speech. Everybody loves him. Let's get real for a moment. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Although getting a whole museum is super cool. It's super cool. You want to know what the greatest honor you've given me is? Do you really want to know? Really? I'll tell you. The greatest honor you've given me is letting me serve you. 
But we got really nervous because after this brief glimmer, mm-hmm. uh, Megamind succeeds in killing him, or so we thought, and we didn't see him again for like 40 minutes. Like the citizens of Metro City. Yeah. We, the audience, were the citizens of Metro City <gasps> wondering where Brad went. <sighs> It was an experience. It's true. I was. I did not have high expectations at all for this Brad, given his history with cartoons that we've seen so far. Uh, but he was. Yeah, he really was trying. He he felt like suited to the film. Like I felt like it was what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, for an animated feature, like he didn't stick out. He fit himself into that universe. In, in a very mm-hmm. serviceable way. He matched the energy of the film really well. Yeah. He didn't take it over. He wasn't more or less energetic than anyone else. You know, Will Ferrell clearly got some room to improvise and, like, be Will Ferrell. And Brad was just comfortable, you know, with his character doing his thing. I oftentimes struggle watching animated movies with star-studded casts because I just imagine the star-studded cast in a recording booth, you know? Like, you see cars and you're like, that's Owen Wilson in a box Mm -hmm. talking. Like, I have a hard time suspending my disbelief a lot of the time. But I felt like I was quite able to divorce Brad Pitt from Metro Man. Part of it, too, I think, is Metro Man's design is it's not visually based on Brad at all. They didn't give him any of the same, like, facial structure. The character itself is ridiculously exaggerated in in his appearance. So, yeah, we, we weren't getting visual cues of Brad. But I also feel like if I was watching, if I happened to watch this movie and didn't know that it was Brad Pitt, it would just be like, oh, like, that was a fun character. And then I'd be like, oh, man, that was Brad Pitt. He did a great job. Yeah. He didn't make it about Brad Pitt. Right, as opposed to Sinbad, where when you're watching Sinbad, you're like, that's Brad Pitt standing in a box for an afternoon Mm -hmm. talking into a microphone. He got paid a lot of money (laughs) to just stand there and be like, I read these pages this morning. <laughs> I didn't watch all of Sinbad with you guys, but from what I saw, you know, that's that's kind of our benchmark. That's a really good way to frame this performance. Brad as Metro Man in Metrocity shows way more range and charisma than he did in Sinbad, where he was clearly just stoned and talking oh, words. Sinbad was phoned the hell in. No, it was like a table read. It was a table read. No, this one he was trying, and I felt like they picked a great character for him. Like, Brad does great as the, like, hey, how's it going? Like, charismatic, big-jawed superhero mm-hmm. with his little white and gold outfit. Like the clones. Like the clones. It was a very clones yeah, I got inspired performance. Very, very much George Clooney vibes. Yeah. And then when he when we saw him again, we got to see a little bit of depth, you know, when they find him in the cave and he's moping around. It turns out he's not the hero we thought he was because he just wants to play his music. And he's like, I'm tired of defending the city. Mm-hmm. We got to see him being kind of a sad man. Yeah, but not like annoyingly sad. Yeah. You know, he made a good argument for not wanting to be the hero anymore. He yeah. He was like, I'm tired. Yeah. As opposed to Megamind, he's like, yeah. He was burdened by people's expectations of him as the perfect hero. It's true. Just like real Brad. That's true. Brad in his little house, having his matcha tea, petting his dog. Mm -hmm. That's that's, not wanting to be an actor anymore. That's Megamind. He is burdened by people's image of him. Yeah. 
I think we just hit it on the head here, guys. Meg, is Megamind the essential Brad? I like to think that Brad Pitt took on this role because little Shiloh John or Viv and Knox were like Megamind and he read the script. He was like given the script like the clunes is like, I was offered this movie and I don't think I want to do it. Here, take a look at the script, Brad. And Brad was reading it to the kids. They're like, oh my God. And then he was like, all right, kids, I'll be in Megamind because he was not in the promotional tour. That's oh, adorable. That's my thought. I love that. I wonder if, like, for Brad the person, if the experience of doing an animated movie after you have kids versus before with Sinbad when he didn't have kids. I wonder if it was a different experience. I'm sure he saw a lot more animated movies. Kids love anime. Kids that... <laughs> No, we're not talking about anime, Hannah. Anime can be for kids. Every child loves Akira. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I think he'd seen more animated movies, and it had had like a motivation to be in it. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to make this fun for my kids. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, you know, if he's a parent and he's seen bad animated movies, even if you're a babysitter, you end up seeing bad animated movies. Oh yeah, they're just on. Yeah, if you can tell that the actors are like caring and have energy, it's a better experience for everyone. It's true. Definitely. He was doing it for all the parents out there he's Mm -hmm. like you're gonna have this on in the background and i'm gonna be in it and he's like i don't want this to be a a bad experience yeah i'm gonna try yeah yeah definitely i like it that's very true Mm -hmm. um Um, speaking of brad and his uh, billions of children uh and his personal life start a fight club brad reputation okay google what's going on with brad pitt right now here's what i found uh so Rumor has it that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are on speaking terms again, according to LA Times. That's a step. Mm-hmm. But also, we hear from the Telegraph that they will always be a family, mm. and from uh, various other tabloids that they may be getting back together. Yeah, like I've read a couple articles, and of course, all tabloids are just rumor mongering. Don't worry, Brad Reputation is not known for truth. That's okay. Oh, you know, full of lies here. M- more, more like you're reporting on untruth. Yeah. yeah, you're just a scribe. If you tell it to me, I will repeat it, and mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you it's your job to check the sources. It's yeah, a journalist. Yeah, just but, like just like the real news. Yeah, <laughs> but it it seems like people who are close to them are saying that they haven't moved forward with divorce proceedings, which is very unusual. That is interesting because I mean, when was this divorce first announced? Oh, months ago. It was a while, right? A while ago, right when we started, pretty much. So yeah. much. So it's been over six months. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I know divorce can take a long time, especially, especially got lots of money, money, and I mean, I'm sure it's you know, lots of kids. Lots it's a business. Kids. They've mm-hmm. got a business together. Yeah. yeah. They have an odd number of kids, so they can't just split them evenly down <laughs> the middle. Sure, <laughs> you can't. You get one I get Shiloh. Got to do yeah. an every other, but rotate the kid that's every other. Oh. So they go down the line. Maybe clones can get the seventh kid. Yeah. Oh. Rotate. They're like, Maddox, it's your week to stay with Uncle Clunes. Uh-huh. It's totally healthy and normal way to raise children. Yeah, so, definitely. Just like the Norway that they're doing it now. Yeah. Sometimes a family is three extremely powerful celebrities and seven children. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that might not be necessary because they might not be getting divorced. My my source for this is just like looking at magazine headlines at the Target checkout line. <laughs> 
Um, but it seems like a big part of that has been Brad, like, not drinking. Like, it seems like that's been a big part of, like, at least what people are talking about. Definitely. I agree. It seems like he's really getting his act together, which mm-hmm. is super cool. And I think he's doing it regardless. Like, yeah. divorce or no divorce, this was a wake-up call for him. He's trying to be a better better father. Mm-hmm. He's trying to be a better man. A better man. And a better yeah. artist. Yeah. But, like, here's the thing. Like, I wouldn't put it past him. To be like, oh, we're getting divorced. And then to be like, oh, JK, we JK. worked it out. <laughs> JK, my movie came out, and now we're actually getting back together again. Did you Did you guys see By the Sea? <laughs> Check out our upcoming projects where we're less sad. <laughs> uh, I think, like, clearly Brad's drinking, like, as we'll see in By the Sea, which we'll talk about in a second, is, like, mm. a huge component of this oh. whole thing. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he is sober is, like, really... That's huge. Good on him. Yeah, good Just for like, Brad. Good on him in general. That's a huge deal. That's really admirable. That's Definitely. Really cool. And like, I'm so proud of this boy to take to take something like that and to make it positive. Yeah, and to make that positive change. Mm-hmm. To make the best of it. Yeah, yeah. It's good for him. It's good for his family. That's yeah. really sweet. By the same token, uh, according to me looking at newspaper headlines in the Target checkout line, another magazine like OK or. Us, one of those was saying, like, Brad's getting married. It's like, no, he's not. No, I can tell you right now. <laughs> That's fake. I've seen so many. What? Right after the divorce, there was a bunch of those. And I'm trying to remember. One was really funny. It was like every week he was getting married to somebody different. Oh, yeah. He was pregnant. With, you know, he <laughs> was pregnant. And pregnant. He got somebody else pregnant. He got many people pregnant. Wow. And he himself was pregnant. Wow. It was quite the time in his life. We don't talk about it enough. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I... Sometimes out of curiosity, I, like, click on those, like, clickbaity headlines just to see what their sources are. There's no sources. Mm-mm. There's It's just completely fabricated. We could be a source. Yeah. But if we wanted, if we want to, ha- like, to believe a fabricated story, I want to believe that they're getting back together. Definitely. I want to believe it's so bad. He loves her. He loves so her. much. He it's, loves Angie. It's a beautiful story. <laughs> America's Sweethearts. So Brad, Angie, well, sweetheart, Brad Pitt. Maybe more like America's like sexy, scary crush. Like they're really <laughs> sexy, but you're still scared of her. Definitely, Angie. Blood play. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. There's no blood um, play by the sea. That is true. Yeah. So we should talk about by the sea. Yeah, yeah. we should. Mm. By the sea. His would, divorce movie. Yeah. Oh, is it his divorce movie or is it Angie's divorce movie? I'm going to give the synopsis for this one. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. So Angie, in real life, was like, I want to divorce my husband, but because she's a crazy person, God bless her beautiful soul, uh, was like, I'm going to make a movie about it. So she made By the Sea, in which a couple, a husband and wife, they've been married for like 14 years, I believe. We didn't have subtitles on for this one, so Anne and I used our fantastic French skills to translate. Combined, we could have one whole conversation. <laughs> or maybe order, like, en croissant, <laughs> s'il vous plaît. They'd be like, merci, and we'd be like, they said, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I heard I heard what, 14 ans, and I'm like, oh, they've been married for 14, 14. years. That's 14. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I've been married 14 years. He's a writer and an alcoholic. She is a bona fide crazy person. Mm -hmm. So they go by the sea to an idyllic French village. They're from New York, I believe. Yes. Um, So they're vacationing there. He's trying to write his book, but instead he's just getting drunk every day. She's doing her own thing, which means like languishing elegantly in the hotel room and smoking on the balcony. Anyway, they discover that there's a peephole in their hotel room and they begin spying on the newlywed couple next door and trying to use it to kind of rekindle their marriage, but she's crazy and starts accusing Brad of cheating on her, etc., etc. Um, shenanigans ensue. Turns out that the reason why she went crazy is because she had a miscarriage. True. What? The only reason women do anything is because they want to have kids. That sure is true. Like, when we were talking, we were decompressing after the movie. Like, Sarah, you said, like, you don't want to accuse Angie of sexism because she's a woman. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, I think we totally can. Yeah. I mean, just because Angie wrote it doesn't mean that it's not a weird, sexist narrative. Yeah. Because, like, there are flashbacks to what you figure out pretty early on was a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. But the huge emotional payoff the explanation for all her behavior is i'm barren yeah that's it it was it super offensive i was like okay lady it doesn't make you completely unhinged and engage in destructive behaviors and peephole spy (laughs) on the sexy couple next door (laughs) that was so uncomfortable this whole movie felt like i was like sitting in someone else's couples therapy and i should not have been (laughs) there man that was like the most distinctive sense watching this movie was that Mm -hmm. like she is publicly working through some shit towards brad she's like write your book maybe it would help if you didn't drink all the time and yeah. like yeah i got the distinct sense that brad was going along and doing this movie and this character because he loved angie definitely yeah. <laughs> no i think there's like huge amounts of evidence of like brad just being like okay the impression that i got from the character Roland. Mm-hmm. Roland, Roland, Roland. <laughs> Keep them Roland. doggies rolling ride um <laughs> Old Rawhide? <laughs> Old Rawhide was in this film. <laughs> um, no, they, like, he didn't do anything, and I didn't... I felt like I was supposed to, like, hate him or hold more contempt for him than I did. Yeah. I was, like, I, like, didn't care. I was, like, cool, a writing alcoholic. Yeah, and I felt like... I don't know if it was intentional with the character or not, but... Brad's performance gave the impression that Roland was really trying. Yeah, exactly. He Flipping was, over her sunglasses and everything. He was working on the relationship, and he he wasn't doing it in the right way all the time, yeah. but he was trying. Yeah, definitely. Versus Angie, who is actively sabotaging. Yeah. And, like, I'm a neutral bystander in this divorce, as I have said on this podcast, but, man, it was not a flattering light for Miss Angie. No. It, it was just uncomfortable. But Brad. Brad. Um. Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely get the impression that Brad was, like... Doing this for Angie, I get the feeling that he was... Do it for her. <laughs> Do yeah. it for her. It's just pictures of Angelina Jolie. Naked in a bathtub being sad. Because <gasps> that's she spent a lot of this movie. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of naked Angie in this film. True. Mm-hmm. Not enough naked Brad. Yeah. She says, <laughs> staring off into the middle distance. <laughs> um, we got to learn that Brad is it maybe possibly a belly sleeper. Yeah! Oh, that was cute. That was really cute. And, like, there were moments in this film that could have been really cute, but, like, just because of the context of knowing, knowing the context adds a whole nother layer to this movie, and it doesn't improve the movie, it just makes the experience of watching it so uncomfortable. Absolutely. I think, I was thinking, in my time I've spent in film school, I've watched a lot of student films, and I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but there's a very distinct genre of sophomore film people make 
where they're like, I'm done doing comedies. <laughs> I'm going to do drama. And it's called Drugs and Sinks, a genre of sophomore fil- era film where you have a character who is dealing with some sort of intense personal turmoil and often uh, turns to pleasures of the flesh. Mm. Like, uh, <laughs> flesh pleasure. <laughs> You know, like drug abuse and like having risky sex and stuff. Oh, I was thinking of you just buy silk pajamas. <laughs> I was thinking of zombies. Oh, that is a pleasure of the flesh. There, both of us. There are three genders. <laughs> um, silk pajamas, drugs, and zombies. <laughs> Walks up to a polyamorous couple. <laughs> which one of you is the zombie? Which one of you is the drugs? And which one of you wears silk pajamas? <laughs> You can um, usually tell <laughs> right off the bat. Um, no, so so the character turns to some sort of external relief from their problems, and um, it escalates in a predictable and monotonous fashion until finally there's a shot where they're like trying to open up a pill bottle or like dumping pills into their hand in the gender-neutral bathroom of your college dorm floor, mm-hmm. and the pills are actually just Advil, and then they like make a dramatic motion of like swallowing the pills, and then they collapse on the ground, and then someone finds them, and then they heal. Uh, and this felt like that. It's the Pokemon where... evolution. It's Sad Lady in Bathtub. Exactly. Yeah. Drugs and Sinks evolves to Sad Lady in Bathtub. <laughs> it was two hours. The last 20 minutes felt like two hours. Oh, it was painfully long. Nothing yeah. happened Nothing in the whole happened. movie. Nothing happened. So, I want to get back to the Brad here. Yeah. yeah. He does have a, a mustache, which he is pulling off. He, um, he Pulling off? Yes. He kind of looks like Father John Misty got stung by some wasps. <laughs> You make a good point, Anne. And he it did kind of ruin it for me when he had not only the mustache, but also these big aviators and a chain around his neck. That was bad. Yeah. Mustache by itself, it worked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then he got into pornographer like ter- territory. Any yeah. one of those elements on their own would be excusable and be like, oh, Brad is pulling off a gold chain. I didn't think anyone could do that. Or like, oh, Brad and optical aviators. Sign me up. Unless it's in the big short. Which is another time we'll see him in optical aviators. Uh, it's like that fashion uh, tip of like before you leave the door, remove one accessory. But since this is set in the seventies, the fashion should it be like before you leave, just burn it all down and start over. <laughs> just rip the off 70s your mustache. Were a nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think there was a real issue with grounding it in time. Yes. I think outside of Brad's mustache, it was not in right. the 70s. And I remember you're talking about that like affecting the way that we viewed Angie being barren mm-hmm. and the fact that if it was rooted more in the 70s we would be more sympathetic because therapy didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, but because it wasn't super rooted, we were left unsympathetic towards her. Yeah. yeah. We understood what era it was in, but not the year. And it's not like they would have need I mean Angie was trying to do with the script this whole like like high context, low exposition. But we wouldn't need an exposition dump to just know what year it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like Hannah suggested, just have us overhear an event on the radio. Yeah. Or like a newspaper. Yeah. The TV was going. We could have seen the TV. True. One thing that I I noticed very in particular about Brad in one scene, because we talked earlier about it felt like he was doing this for Angie, which Mm -hmm. is to say it felt like kind of a reluctant performance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I think he knew how it was going to look. Mm-hmm. And he did he did it anyway. Like one scene when he's trying to get Angie's character, Vanessa, Nessa, 
missed opportunity Ness. to call her Nessie because she is a monster. Um, hey. But he's trying to get her to like get a hold of herself, blah blah blah, and he slaps her. And like actor Brad and character Brad were really holding back. Oh, he didn't it want didn't, to hit his wife. No, it didn't felt like it connected or anything. I'm not saying that he should have been more violent, but like it just felt so reserved, yeah, and restrained, and like he didn't want to fully be this character, yeah. He's like, I don't want to go to regular couples counseling. Yeah, Angie. you could I, see it. It, it. He wasn't as dead behind the eyes as we've seen in Allied or what? Allied, right? It was a very similar way, situation. Way better than Allied. I definitely see what you're saying about holding back. I think he was holding back. He was. He could get a little freaky though when he was yelling. You know, there were a couple of times where he was yeah. like really trying to get her to take a shower with him. You know, they hadn't been intimate in a long time, mm-hmm. and he was like kind of grabbing her, and she's like screaming. But I yeah. kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm going a little towards Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where I think Angie was definitely overshadowing him. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Angie-centric movie for mm-hmm. sure. Definitely, I think too. Like Brad's reluctance to engage, I guess, and like to fully commit is part of why the character himself is so like not memorable you know you get roland and you're like oh another failed writer you know i'm like mm-hmm. give me something to yeah. work with do a here. little dance brad do, do something brad and it's like it's a character that you can very easily you know like sad white man writer who's drunk all the time and has a bad relationship with his wife is a very easy character to hate yeah you could you really do not have to do much to get people to dislike that character and like to come away from that movie being like neutral to like mm-hmm. okay. positive. neutral but to is, positive on Roland is, is that, that just because, an achievement is that our feelings towards Brad Pitt though no it's not because California and all that he was horrible yeah too yeah. young to die question mark oh right he was like hideously awful in that yeah. as a character and like even like Johnny Swade you know like yeah he's like, that's a good point he's not it, it is possible for Brad to inhabit a loathsome character yeah mm-hmm. It's possible to, like, dislike him. It's possible to say, like, wow, that's freaky, you know? Yeah. I personally came across, came away from By the Sea, like, a a little bit understanding where Roland was coming from. Yeah. He wasn't, like, a monster. And, I don't know, it just, I think, I think he would have come across a lot worse if Angie's character wasn't so unhinged. She was very over the top. It, It makes me wonder, like, how much we're supposed to hate him, but I think we are supposed to hate them both equally. Yeah. Because at the end of the film, when they're driving away, they've kind of reconciled, and Brad's like, oh, I guess we're both awful people. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're holding hands after they just destroyed the marriage of a young couple. Yeah. And they, like, bond over that. The level of assholery uh-huh. between the two of them. Assholery. 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 <laughs> ah, I'm <laughs> It's like so it's there's such a disparity between it. I think like part of the frustration is that there was like like obviously like this kind of content to put it to put it lightly, I'm a fucking slut for rich white people problems. I love it. Um They're very very pretty to look at. That they're so glamorous. Oh, the costumes, the cars, the, the the vessels out of which they drink lots of alcohol. Ugh. But it's, like, and there's, like, a mention where, like, the young neighbor French girl was, like, I figured out who you are to Brad. Like, she comes up to him at the bar, and she's, like, You're writing something? Just drinking. I see. I've read your books. Haven't. Mm-hmm. I think I like the first one best. I guess everybody did it. Yes. Everyone has many opinions. 
And it's like, there's something interesting there. You can yeah. tell that there's oh, yeah. like, Angie, here's my suggestion. <laughs> Go to a couple of writer's workshops. <laughs> you know? Angie, sit on your characters for 10 years, <laughs> let them develop, and then let them hatch like little little eggs. Little chickies. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Or just be open to a little criticism. <laughs> yeah, that's probably really true. Somebody's like, hey, Angie, I have a suggestion. And she's like, no. What? No. No. Get away. It's my art. I don't know. I wanted it to be like juicier in the drama between Brad and Angie. Yeah. It just came away feeling uncomfy. You know, yeah. I feel like we could have gone into real like Lifetime Presents Liz and Dick territory, which would have been great. Yeah. It was too stale to get there. Yeah. It was. If you're gonna if you're gonna go drugs and sink, oh, go, go all, all the way. way. Hammer at home. Mm-hmm. I want to see everything. Yeah. Um, I, on a technical note, we heard Brad speaking French. We did. And it was passable. He did? Okay. He did okay. He just did. like an allied. Just like an allied. Mm. Oh, I didn't see allied. So mm. this is this is my first. Oh, welcome. Okay. French Brad. Passable. Bonjour. Je voudrais un steak. Steak frites. <laughs> um, he probably downloaded Duolingo on his phone. Cute. To prepare for this role. <laughs> I'm bad at night. Angie's like, are you looking at pictures of other women? He's like, no, I'm fucking doing Duolingo for a fucking movie, Angie. And she's like, who are you speaking French to? And he's like... Le livre est dans le bibliothèque. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> Who's that girl? <laughs> what is that owl and why is he wearing so many scarves? <laughs> I'm doing well, Angie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, based on the evidence that we have presented here today, we must make a decision. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, again, a difficult situation similar to Allied and the image mm-hmm. where you get two and a half excruciating hours of Brad versus a tight 15 minutes. Yeah, it's like taking a shot that's like, ooh, that was fun, and then the other one you're working on a beer that someone bought you that doesn't taste good, but you have to finish it. It's like really big. Yeah, it's really big. It's someone bought you... A growler? A growler. And for some reason, it's like, I have to drink this whole thing right now. And like, parts of it are okay. There are other good elements to the beer. The beer's in like a cool glass. Yeah. You look, you look. Oh, it looks gorgeous. You look so cool drinking this it's beer. Sweet. And taking the shot is like objectively kind of trashy because it's like a like a uh, what's a trashy? kinky vodka. You're taking a kinky vodka shot and you're like, I look like a damn fool. But you're like, it's over in a minute and it was pretty tasty. It was kind of fun. I had a, I had more fun than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah I could do it again. Yeah, and then you watch B movie. Yeah. <laughs> so my vote. Is for is for kinky vodka. It's for Mega Mind. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was hesitant at first when we were discussing this, but after digesting by the sea, I have to agree. It's, yeah, it's a it's a more condensed Brad, but it's nice. a stronger it's nice. a stronger Brad. Yeah, I'm glad I'm you came around. Fully agree. Yeah. I think there's just no match for Brad as Elvis, an Elvis superhero, really giving it his all. He turned yeah. it out. It was a very good character for Brad. It was fun. It was confident. It was charismatic. Yeah. It was like, it was like, a, it was a caricature yeah. of like an Oceans yeah. slash mm-hmm. whatever Brad. Definitely. And I think it's important. I think that this fun and this like lightheartedness is definitely an essential component of the Bradness, but I yeah. think it remains to be seen well, as to whether or not it is I'm hesitant to say it because of Fury. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want I don't want the people to think that they got this down pat. Definitely. Because we also have to point out that 
a lot of really strong dramatic contenders are coming up in the second round of the bracket. Right. I'm so excited for that. <sighs> I think like the Bradness essence that we're seeing develop is twofold. And like one of the folds is like Brad is a good actor. Yeah. And we saw him acting in By the Sea, but there's so much like baggage that went along yeah. with it. It yeah. was pulling I didn't baggage was like a brick the, bringing the, him into the bottom the of the sea. Vuitton baggage. Ah! Oh <sighs> stylish, but still baggage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it you know, I'm very glad to have had the experience of Sinbad, so yeah. I knew what a good Brad cartoon was. Mm-hmm. And I think even if I hadn't seen it, I would have still appreciated it. Oh, so, yeah, yeah because you've seen other animated movies, yeah. and you know what a phoned-in performance is for like. For sure. You know when you're like, oh, that's ex-celebrity that they got They're for the name. paycheck. Mm-hmm. They just recorded the lines as they were walking to the payroll office. <laughs> so they're on their phone recording it, and they send it in. They're like, is this good? They're like, yeah, we'll do like, some we'll take stuff it. in post. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Megamind really washed away by the sea. Wow. Oh, good job. Thanks. Thanks. Just call me John Baker. John Baker. <laughs> That's my dad. He does the winner announcements. Aww. And he did our theme song. Shout out to John Baker. Shout out to John Baker. A good, good man. man. John a Baker, good man go a pleasant to... dad. By the sea, washed away by Megamind. Go to johnbakertunes.com and get some of that sweet, sweet music. Yeah. Good, yeah. good plug. Thank you. Um, If you're looking for cool stuff on the internet, like you went to John Baker Tunes and you were like, that's pretty cool, mm-hmm. you should go to our website, which is marchbradness.net. If you're bored of that, you should go to our Twitter, which is marchbradness. If you're bored of that, go to our Facebook, also marchbradness. And finally, go to Instagram, which is marchbradness.net. Nope. nope. It's march.bradness. <laughs> you won't find our Instagram on, on marchbradness.net. Well, you will find a link to it in the yeah, little... that yeah, is true. Um, you guys should tune in next week for a movie that Brad Pitt should have been in. And you should tune in the week after next for our next official pitting, which is Killing Them Softly versus The Counselor. I believe we've said it. And thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Where can people find you on the net? Uh, my my website for professional stuff, if you're working on a play and you need someone to script doctor or do anything to it to make it a little more punchy, um, find me at apdramaturgy.com or um, you can find me on my personal Twitter at RealAnnieP. And did a really funny series about the Switch and... The Nintendo Switch. The size of the Nintendo Switch as compared to a tiny pair of hands that we got at Katya's live performance here in Minneapolis. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of tiny hand content on my Twitter right now. <laughs> it's really good. Tune in <laughs> for more tiny hand realness. It is worth a look, and it de- it deserves it deserves fame, <laughs> fame and fortune. <laughs> please, deserves to be memed. Please sponsor mm-hmm. Anne's tiny hands. And also, if you're a sponsor and type sponsor March Bradness, please, please. You you guys are the only ones who are fighting this good fight this out is- there, getting the Brad content to the people. They're hungry they're thirsty yeah you're the only people yeah. nourishing them they're this is for niche niche yeah. content you will not find this content anywhere else on the net the entertainment websites they only go surface level mm-hmm. they're we're going full we're digging full deep on. dig deep that was my alma mater mm. so you you went to college in the dirt in the dirt in the ground <laughs> yes. dirt, college. dirt college our logo is the gooey duck and our <laughs> motto was let it all hang out
What? That sounds fake. That's fake. It's real. I swear. I'm gonna show you, but that we're gonna tune off first. As fake as my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, have a wonderful day. I love you. Sleep well tonight. Dream of Brad, <laughs> belly flopping on a sad French bed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We're back. <laughs> Again, thank you so much for listening. I do truly hope you have a wonderful day, week, evening, night, year, lifetime. Uh, I hope all your dreams come true. Definitely. And I would really hope that you would help us have our dreams come true. Absolutely. If you would like to see this bracket completed, please consider helping with the, with the Indiegogo campaign. We would love to finish our research Finish what we started. It's move on to some movies that like people have heard of. Move on to the good stuff. I cannot wait to yell at you guys about David Fincher for 45 minutes. Because we get not only Fight Club, but seven in round two of the bracket. But I cannot do that until we finish the first round. And we cannot do that until we go to Los Angeles. We will be stuck in purgatory like Brad Pitt building houses forever. <laughs> forever. Until we build the perfect house. And the perfect house being the perfect first bracket. Again, you can find a link to our Indiegogo over our various social network platforms, but you can also go directly there on uh, igg.me slash at slash March Bradness. March Bradness is all one word. We really appreciate the love that you guys are showing for the love that we're showing. And um, it'd be really nice if you could help us out in uh, achieving this dream.